0: Welcome to the Hospitality Forward podcast. We are so excited to kick off season three. My name is Hannah Lee. I am president and founder of Hannah Lee Communications, an award-winning public relations agency. We are specialized in building national and global brands for bars, restaurants, hotels, and travel destinations.
1: And I'm Michael Anstendig, editor-in-chief at Hannah Lee Communications and a food and beverage writer. We
0: created this podcast to help hospitality and travel professionals learn how to earn the media spotlight.
1: As a journalist myself and Hannah as a PR professional, we understand the power of media coverage and its positive impact on someone's career and business. So tune in every week to hear us interview top
0: journalists who share their insights and tips to be featured in the media.
1: Hannah and I are also the authors and creators of our agency's first book, the Japanese Art of the Cocktail, which is now available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and independent bookstores nationwide. Each week, we give away a copy of the Japanese Art of the Cocktail to a listener who shares how our podcast helped them tell their story to the media. Simply email us at info at Hanalee That's info at H A N N A L E E Communications with an S and have Hospitality Forward in the subject line for a chance to win a book. Now moving on to this week's episode. We are delighted to chat with Hamish Smith of Drinks International, Class Magazine, and ClassBarMag.com, who also serves as the world's 50 best bars UK and Ireland chair. Hamish discusses the bar world's most anticipated annual list, of the top 100 most influential individuals, how the world's 50 best bars voting works, and the genesis of Class Magazine. Hi, Hamish. Welcome to the show.
2: It's so great to see you. Hey, Hannah Mike. Nice, nice to be here. Thank you.
0: We've known you for so many years and have always admired your work. So it's very, very excited to introduce you to our global audience. So welcome aboard.
2: Thank you very much. It's very kind.
1: All right. So first off, how'd
2: you get into journalism? Well, I, I came to journalism probably later than I should have, actually. Um, a lot of my contemporaries probably started when they were 21 or whatever, but I, I was 27, I think. Um, so I had no idea what I, what I wanted to do after I left university. Um to the point where I still didn't know what I wanted to do when i was twenty five twenty six um so I went travelling for, for a year and did a lot of writing whilst I was travelling. just just kind of blogs, the usual stuff, but anyway, it got a good reception um and people kept on saying to me why do not why don't you do this for a living? why do not you get qualified and actually make some money from writing um and to, to me, that was a kind of preposterous idea at the time. I just had no idea how you would how you would even go about that. Um but anyway I I took the qualification, um, the NCTJ in, in the UK and um I set about my journey to become a journalist. Um now that, that started with grand ideas of being a news journalist, um, you know, in the top newspapers in the UK. And I did some work experience at the Independent um in London and quickly found out that it was it was a pretty brutal world. Um if you're on the news desk and the I think I was on the desk for a week. Anyway, so I I kind of, I always had an interest in food and um, I started playing around with the idea of maybe writing about food for a living. I thought that that would be fun. Um, And uh, I did some work experience at magazines and um, ended up at um, William Reed doing work experience. Or restaurant magazine, which at the time uh, was was running the world's fifty best restaurants, and and through that I kind of I, I got an idea for okay hospitality is where it's at this is what I need to do, so it was it was it was food at first and then a job at Drinks International came up, and um and I didn't get it actually um I came I came second in the interview, but the guy that got it um didn't want it in the end and um and I didn't really look back from there. Uh, my my editor at the time, Christian Davis, he he would often choose the wine features or maybe whiskey, and I would always go for the the crazy one. I I I, I was always thinking, you know, I need to learn about every aspect of the business. So I want mm-hmm. I want to write about pisco, about mezcal, and and that was at the time I was just doing that because I was interested in, in those subjects. Um, but but actually that was a really good grounding in 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 the spirits industry. Um, so you know, the World's 50 US Bars editorship came up and even though i hadn't written a huge amount about cocktails at the time i kind of knew i was was the next one in line to get that job it was kind of a young person's job really involved going to a lot of bars um my editor who was probably in his late 50s early 60s around then kind of thought "No, this is this is one for the new kid um so i very quickly um learned about the world of cocktails and bars and and spent what four or five years traveling the world going to as many bars as so that's kind of how i ended up evolving into into this specialism
0: isn't, Fantastic. It, yeah. isn't it a dream job i mean being able to do what we love to do and travel the world and meet the wonderful wonderful people i mean
1: it's a privilege yeah it,
2: it is a privilege yeah um it, and it, i still can't quite get my head around the fact that people would want to fly me out to go and visit a bar and whenever I explain that to my mother or something, or one of my friends who's not in the industry, that they just kind of look at me puzzled, like, really, does that, does that really happen? Um, but yes, it does. Um, so I, I guess they're getting something out of it. I certainly am.
1: Absolutely. So let's let's circle back to Drinks International. What is our audience, our listeners out there, what do they need to know about it?
2: So Drinks International is uh, one of the only, I think, international spirits, and wine uh magazines um but yeah it's, so it's about 50 years old roughly and it covers every market in the world and every category of spirits and wine and beer in the world so it's it's um broad i would say but but that's um that that's kind of one side of it but then there's there's obviously the bars wing of drinks international um it was obviously the founder of the world's 50 best bars um but we still, I think, have a, have a you know a pretty strong place in in the kind of bar sector as well, where we we're, we're quite deliberate in our focus. It's it's very much the elite end of the bar world. So you know, leading off the world's 50 best bars, and and recently we launched Bar World 100, which again focuses on elite kind of figures and most influential figures in the drinks industry, bar industry. I might.
1: Actually, uh, we we were quite curious about that because it's one of the most Anticipated lists of the year, and uh, kudos to Hannah for uh, being named to the list. Yeah. Uh, thank
0: yeah. you so much. I'm so honored. We're, we're,
1: we're very touched. So, <laughs> thank you. Can you can you tell us, you know, how the list come about and what the criteria are for being included on it?
2: Sure. Yeah, um, it's something we've uh, we've talked about doing for years. Um, you know, at the time we had the world's fifty best bars, um, and the question was always, well this is a, a list for bars, how about a list for people? Um, but but we kind of, you know, we had our hands full with 50 Best Bars, we were trying to grow that, so we just kind of put it on the back burner. Um, and then finally, when, when we sold the world's 50 Best Bars, it kind of occurred to us that maybe we could do something with this now, maybe it's time to, to move on this. Um, and the, the space hadn't really been filled. You know, you have uh, Tales of the Cocktail does a great job with its top tens um in each area but, but there was no list of influential people across the board so not just bartenders but, but brand ambassadors everyone i, I quite like the idea of it being quite inclusive and, and to have you know a publicist at pr and and journalists as well um so so really that the whole ecosystem um so anyway we about well i think we're on our third list now so this would have been 2019 would have been the first um so it was my job really to, to come up with a, a voting panel and then set the criteria. Um, it's quite simple. It Really, we're just looking for people that have innovated and pushed the industry forward, um, kind of setting the standard globally and inspiring others around them, particularly those people that have addressed injustices in the bar industry, um, using their influence to, to affect positive change. Um, so good people doing good things.
0: And, uh, you know, also I read every single person's profile. And um it was all about innovation and creativity. And uh, it was so inspiring. I felt like I was doing some good work for the community because we want to and because we love the community. But after reading everyone's profiles, I'm like,
2: we
1: gotta
0: do yeah, more. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm even more inspired. Mm-hmm.
2: You're, you're raising the bar, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Um, I, I read that too and thought, oh, geez, maybe I'm not doing enough here, you know. Um, and I think everyone, because <laughs> um, some people are just quite amazing. How selfless they are at the same time as being successful in what they do. Um, and I think that's it's quite an interesting. List in that way because, it, you know, in many industries, you might have a list of the most successful business people. Um, and it would all be about money. Who's doing best in terms of um, mm-hmm. financial, financial side of things? Whereas this is not that at all. It's 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 who, I guess, has a profile, but is using that profile um, in a positive way.
1: Moving on to Class Magazine, and we love the tagline by the way: Straight talking journalism for the serious bartender. <laughs> That really sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah,
0: I love it. So how is a class magazine different than Drinks International? And what's the genesis of the magazine?
2: So um, first of all, it's a UK title. um, So not only produced in the UK, but but targeted at the UK uh, bar industry. How is it different from Drinks International? Well, it's just about bars. It's a quarterly magazine at the moment um, with a website as well. It's probably one of the more famous bartender magazines. I would say, certainly in the UK, but I think it has it's kind of reached notoriety around the world. And it was always based on on some quite clear principles. Um, one of which is independence, um, integrity. It was it was clear to everyone what the magazine was about. It was never going to be a, a magazine that just kind of lists brands and talks about brands and has interviews from brands and you know um pays its way that way um it was always about bar culture uh, and so i i when we relaunched it in 2016 it had actually been out of public um publication for um two years i think um it's clear with the there's so much information available on the internet that that having a kind of um, an archive of recipes and things like that. That doesn't work in a print, print title anymore. You have to engage in a different way. Um, so so yeah, anyway, that, that was my first editorship. Um, so I kind of had free reign to do with it what I liked. Um, so whether it succeeds or fails, it's certainly on me.
0: We have a lot of um, audience in UK. So how uh, the bar owners can pitch their story? What are the, like, some practical do's and don'ts
2: well i would say um first of all if you're posting something on social media and you think it's going to get a lot of interaction it probably means it's a story right um um so it, and this is this is if you don't have a pr company because hopefully your pr will tell you if it's a good story but i always think it's worth talking to a magazine whether it's mine or or i don't know the cocktail lovers or um or or, or bar life or bar magazine, whatever it might be, but but have a word with the journalists and see whether there's something there. Um, That might be, you know, over email, not that we're all great at answering all our emails, but it could be a Facebook message or an Instagram message. Um, It could be a phone call or text message, but I, I guess all of that is predicated on having relationships with, with journalists. So, um, you know, I think some people kind of say they always wonder why certain bars or certain bartenders get the most coverage. And often, it's it's that they spend the time building relationships. Um, you know, as we've said, it's a people business. And when you know someone well and you understand their background and you kind of you get them, you believe in them. Um, when they've got a piece of news, you, you, you know, it's natural. You tend to to jump on it. it. It comes down to trust. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, trust. Yeah.
0: So then, um, obviously, people like us um, have already um, relationship with you. Uh, however, you know, there's a lot of people who don't necessarily have the relationship with you. So, how do they start building the relationship?
2: Yeah, what's What's the best way to break the ice? Um, it's not always about looking at how the journalist or the magazine can benefit you, but maybe how. You can benefit them, so it it might not be that your first interaction with a journalist is to get across your piece of news or to push your interest it It might be actually to offer yourself as a, a as someone that can provide comment or expertise in a certain area, so perhaps a bartender might have a specialism in vermouth, let's say, and they might they might just drop me an email and say, "Hey, um this is me. um I work at this bar, really into vermouth, if you ever want any comment." And that's kind of an in, you know, um it might be just attending the industry events, going to the big ones, um saying hi, uh, can I take you for a coffee or or whatever it's it's just like like it's like building any relationship with anyone you know you have you, you can't just wait for it to happen um you you have to make the first move, i think. Which you know which is something that I've done as well over the years,
0: and I think we you know even we've been uh we've been in business um for a while, but this is what we do all the time you know we go to an industry event to make new friends and we're constantly you know communicating through social media to just compliment their work or you know anything personal messages that we can celebrate or anything so I think um we totally agree with you in leveraging the industry events now that we can go out a little bit and start attending uh, these type of events. And also really paying attention to social media. And I love the fact that when you said, if you're getting a lot of engagement on post, there might be a story there. And I think that is absolutely true. And I think everybody, all the bartenders and bar owners should look at their Instagram or social media channel as a way of pitching their story. Because you never know who's watching, who's reading.
1: So in addition to being the editor of two magazines, you wear quite a few hats. You're also the chair of the World's Fifty Best Bars, which is our client. Can you explain to our listeners what that entails? Yeah, sure.
2: Um so the world's fifty best bars, I'll give you just a you know, a quick history. Um as a, as a company, Agile Media, which owns Drinks International and, and Class Magazine. Uh, we founded it in 2009, and then uh, it was acquired by William Reed in 2017. Um, during that period, I've I almost continuously worked on the world's 50 best bars um, for about five years as the editor. Um, and then when William Reed took it over, um, they uh installed me as a kind of part-time consultant but also the the chair for uh europe so if if you're if if any anyone listening isn't clear on how 50 best bars works it's based on a voting academy um which has risen in number over the years but we're at about 550 right now so voters around the world who essentially decide who the world's best bars are um so i i was doing europe for a while and and middle east and africa um i was tagged on as well so i've been there a few times um but uh over the years as 50 best has professionalized become a bigger and bigger beast um obviously i I couldn't have so much responsibility so um i've kind of divested some of my duties on that now i'm down to uk and ireland uh, Academy so um at first it was it was kind of i guess tricky to kind of get your head around you know i used to kind of run it and then i was the european chair then the uk chair but actually um it was it's just too far it's too big a, a project and too too important to have someone you know have too much responsibility on it um so so it's been um a really interesting process but um i'm glad to still be involved and i'm one of about 30 odd chairs now um and that's just fine with me
0: i mean it is incredible how you know the world 50 best bar organization really pivoted during the pandemic and really you know creating this amazing initiative
1: to help our community yeah, from... the, the fundraising was incredible
2: it, it was really incredible yeah I, and i was really proud of the guys there i think they did a fantastic job um i think everyone was was looking at at the kind of institutions of the industry, the likes of Tails and and 50 Best and thinking, okay, what are you going to do now? And, and, you know, they were in a very tricky position. Um, Essentially, they're they're an awards company, um, an event company, and you can't hold events, Um, or at least, you know, in the UK at the time you couldn't, and many other countries around the world. Very tricky position, um, just from a logistical point of view, but financially as well. I imagine, um, and and they they came up trumps. They they did an amazing job, completely switched their focus to to fundraising and to just doing interesting projects as a book, um, and and various other things. And and they've launched loads of new brands off the off the back of Fifty Best as well.
0: Speaking of pivoting and innovations, we've seen a lot of innovation happening in our industry, which is, which is, I think, you know, a silver lining of this tough time that we went through um, over the past year. So, in your opinion, which organization or person have you seen moving our hospitality forward?
2: There have been so many companies, people that have really risen to the occasion. I mean, just, just. In fact, we were talking about Bar World 100 and you really get a sense of, you know, people rising to the challenge um, quite impressively. So in mentioning the world's 50 best bars, I think they would have done a fantastic job. Um, but also, I think um, just recently there's been a few innovations that really caught my eye. I don't know whether you've seen Eco Spirits, which is a... Oh, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they're, they're making waves at the moment. Um, this is a kind of a side project from, from Proof proofing company, probably a separate company, but the same guy. And um, they've kind of developed this distri- distribution system, um, which is, you know, much better for... Uh, waste prevention and and carbon footprint and and you, you, they're entering markets by the day um and i think it, this could completely change the way bars um receive buy and receive spirits i think it's a, a real game changer so so that would be that would be definitely something um a company that i think is doing really well at the moment
1: they're they're definitely one to watch could i more so when when things do open up travel wise what's what's going to be your your first destination either for business or pleasure
2: um probably my first destination is a bar that i've almost been to a number of times um and that's the port in rome it's right next to the colosseum um you might have seen pictures of it it's an incredible place um just you know the kind of views that make it look like it's a is a backdrop not not an actual <laughs> um, view but um so that that that's run by matteo Zedd, who's a, a top italian bartender um so I'd love to go out there and and have a um aperitivo um overlooking rome that would be that would be fantastic and beyond that um I'd be really keen to to head out to sydney um and see what matt Wiley's doing with with re um his eco friendly cocktail bar um he's always pushing the boundaries for the things he does so They'd be the two places I'd love to go to. Probably Rome is much more likely than Sydney. Great choices. All
1: right. Now, a couple of personal questions, not not too personal, but if you had to choose one cocktail to share with your best mate, what would it be and why?
2: Well, um, my favorite cocktail is is the daiquiri, but this is not about me. This is about my mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I would take, and this is a guy that is outside of the industry, but he, he loves um he loves margaritas, so I'd probably take him to Tommy's. Mm.
1: And one, one, one last thing before we go. What's what's the best way for our listeners to contact you to pitch their ideas? So you mentioned by email. So
2: if you could kindly share your email address. Sure, yeah. It's um, hamish.smith at agilemedia.co.uk. Um, and if that's Drinks International or Class, that's fine. Just email me on that. Uh, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, I'm Hamish S. Smith, um, and you can look me up on Facebook as well. Fantastic!
0: Thank you so much, Hamish. Uh, it's been so great to speaking with
1: you.
2: Thank you very yeah, and thanks so much for inviting me on. Um, you, you guys are doing a fantastic job. And it's an absolute honour to be on the show. with you. Oh, thank we you so much. We appreciate
1: it. Thank you so much for your time. Cheers. What a great chat! Now that you know what Hamish is looking for, please feel free to reach out to him and introduce yourself. And don't forget to mention that you heard him on our podcast.
0: We have a lot of exciting media guests in the pipeline, so please subscribe on Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app.
1: Please leave a review and tell your friends and colleagues who you think would benefit from the tips our journalist friends share on our show. See you next week. Until then, join us as we move
0: hospitality forward together.